I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello everybody and welcome to Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2. This week I'm joined by makeup artist, TikTok star and alopecia warrior, Danny G. Hello babes and welcome. Hello, how are you? I'm alright, thank you mate. Um, I, want, I wanted to confess really early doors um, mm-hmm. that when Elif, my producer, was like thinking about getting this makeup artist on, she's amazing, she's huge on TikTok, blah blah blah. I was like, I fucking know her! Like, I was scrolling through TikTok one day, probably late at night when I should have really been sleeping, and you popped up, and I watched your TikTok, and I was like, this bitch is fucking bad. Like, you, honestly, mate, like, you were answering somebody's question or something, so maybe it was like a, maybe it was an answer, I don't know, but honestly, and you were, you were just being so sassy, and you were doing your makeup at the same time and everything, and I just thought, I love her. (laughs) <laughs> love that thank you I also love the fact that we're both Geordies so. I know mate. whereabouts are you from um well I'm originally from Fenham yeah got, yeah, yeah got, got loads of family over the west end so yeah. I'm I'm east end so oh yeah okay hopefully no beef though no beef. yeah no. <laughs> bless you mate so obviously I want to dive straight in for everybody who might not know your story um and ask a little bit about how your your alopecia journey began. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. So right from the beginning, we'll go from. Um, yes, let's so, do it. Let's have story yeah. time. <laughs> so my alopecia started when I was around one and a half years old. That was basically when the patches and stuff like that started. So I did have a little bit of hair when I was young. Um, but like my hairline was really high at the back and then there was a little 20 pence piece patch on the top of my head and that's just how it started Um, and then over the years it kind of just got worse and developed and more patches formed on my head Um, and there's no sort of rhyme or reason as to why it was happening obviously I was so young no one's that like a lot of the time they're related to stress but I'm not stressed I was gonna say yeah I would I would hate you to be stressed like you know know. at that age but um it 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 does because like that is exactly what I think I think somebody's had something traumatic happen to them or Mm -hmm. there has been an element of stress or something you know like postpartum situations and things so yeah yeah, so it would must it must have been is that slightly is that unusual for it to happen so young uh, no, it can happen. Right. Um, a lot of people also relate it to genetics. I do also have someone else in my family who has it. Okay. So genetics could be part of it. But 
it's definitely not like the full sort of reason as to why because people get it for so many reasons in my case it could be the case but we don't really know and I think with us getting it so young there wasn't really any specific reasons to why it would have happened is that Um, frustrating for you Danny that there's not a reason or have you really made your peace with it at at this point yeah I've definitely made my peace with it but I think over the years, especially when you're so young, it's come to, like, understand, like, why is it happening and no-one can tell you why. Same for, like, my parents as well because at the end of the day, they're the ones having to take us to all these doctor's appointments and they don't understand either and they can't get answers. So that side of it was hard growing up, but now I'm just like, whatever. (laughs) Don't care anymore. (laughs) (laughs) No, but then I think, like, part of growing up is you know like whatever your situation is is being is accepting who you are you know mm-hmm. and like it's totally different but I've spent my whole life trying to like force my body to be something it didn't want to be Danny like you know mm-hmm. I t- tried to be I honestly thought I would just be happy and all my problems would go away if I could just be skinny you know mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. the older I've got the more I've realized like actually like I quite like the curves are me. It is who it is, you know, the wiggly butt, mm-hmm. the big boobs, whatever. And I kind of think that is one of the lovely things about growing up is mm-hmm. accepting exactly who you are with your, your you know, your foibles and all of your Yeah, bits. exactly. I think especially when you come into the influencing world as well, it's so easy to get absorbed into that and you want to look like everyone else. Oh. And I think I'm so well adapted to just being like, this is me. So like I'm not fully influenced into like fillers or whatever obviously you do you do whatever you want I don't care but for me I was kind of like strong in who I am now so I'm I'm not that bothered obviously if I want to change something I will but I'm kind of who I am now and that's okay (laughs) you're like one step ahead of the game like essentially (laughs) essentially because when I first came to social media I was in my 20s and I was sort of I think still struggling with my identity anyway I was mm-hmm. on Jodie mm-hmm. Shaw like I was really misguided I felt like the image of myself that was being put out there probably wasn't very accurate and subsequently I had loads of identity problems anyway um you know and then you go on social media and everyone's just everyone's fucking perfect aren't they or yeah. you know <laughs> perfect yeah. and yeah. like I think you have to sort of like you have to go through that but it feels like you've got a bit of a head start you Mm -hmm. were learning to love yourself and your individuality and your uniqueness long before social media so yeah you're probably one step ahead of the curve there girl nailed it (laughs) (laughs) smashed it so I'm so sorry so as you were growing up um it was obviously you just got very young I hope anything I'm asking is not insensitive or triggering for you Good. I'm an okay. open book, don't worry. <laughs> Good. I think the Geordies are quite honest, yeah. aren't we? Um, yeah. So when was it when you lost all of your hair? Um, It was around 14 or 15. So I had my eyebrows and eyelashes up until that point. Um, so I, basically I had patches to start on my head. Then it developed to total scalp loss. But mm. I still had like body hair. Um, eyebrows, eyelashes, and then at 14, 15, that's when I lost my eyebrows and eyelashes. So the type of alopecia I have now is the most severe, which is alopecia universalis, which is a mouthful, but it basically is just full body hair loss, which has its perks, but um, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) So yeah, no hair anywhere now. Okay, well, first of all, the amount you must save on like waxing or epilators or laser or whatever (laughs) is obviously a major plus. Um, 
But I still, still do think having all of that happen so young must have been a really difficult thing for you to go through. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I think, in all honesty, the hardest part was like my eyelashes and my facial hair. Um, I don't know what, I know it sounds absolutely bizarre, but I think losing my hair because I was so young I didn't really like I grew up not knowing any different so for example someone who did grow up with hair they would probably find it a lot harder than I did because I was so young I didn't understand this was me I was fine I was brought up really well with it as well I was like told to sort of and made to love myself and I was fine to go out without a wig if I wanted to or go out with a wig if I wanted to um But I suppose when I started to lose my eyebrows and eyelashes, it was just such a key time as well, like 14, 15. It's it's, you're so insecure, anything. And like, I remember Mm -hmm. everything would be embarrassing, you know? Like, even if if your mum, like, tried to, like, I don't know, like, talk to you somewhere, you'd be like, oh my God, you're so embarrassing. Everything was like a trigger. So Mm -hmm. I can imagine that must, what a, what a punch in the dick that is a shit time for it Dan it really was yeah (laughs) I think it was just like because I feel like eyebrows and eyelashes really frame your face and I don't know why just at that point I feel like that's what made us look like unhealthy if that makes sense and so many people started to think it was more of like an actual like serious illness rather than just like hair loss if that makes sense no I I do get it and like it's exactly like you say you'd You'd not known any different with your hair, mm-hmm. but l- losing something, whenever you lose anything, there's an element of grief and you yeah. have to feel that. So, gosh, mm-hmm. I'm re- you must be one tough cookie, Danny. Everything you went through <laughs> so young. You are, aren't you? You're fucking hard as nails. <laughs> well. <laughs> well, I hate to brag, but... <laughs> um, you sort of touched on it a little bit there, but you're now that age like kids can be torture was mm-hmm. did how did you find the reaction to your alopecia was the especially I mean what how long are we going back Viv well I'm 25 now so about so, 10 years ago yeah I yeah. think now there's so much more with the rise of social media and you know the desire for everybody to be sort of more progressive more inclusive just better mm-hmm. human beings in general like mm-hmm. I think there was a lot more understanding around alopecia mm-hmm. and everything these days but back then I imagine it was a different scenario yeah definitely I think my mom and when I was really young my mom and dad got like the brunt of it and people's reactions and a lot of people would actually ask if I had cancer and like when would I know I just don't like, think okay. that's ever okay to ask I know. Some, some people aren't well mate ironically I know I know um but yeah that was the hardest bit is people like assuming that I was really unwell in that sort of way um to be honest, school years and stuff weren't that bad. Like, I've never really been bullied or anything like that, which is good. But I think a lot of it came down to the school I was at and I had a really good friendship group and a good support network at home anyway. Um, and I feel like... Because I went to an all-girls school as well, so I think that helped. Because, I don't know, I think... Yeah, I think, feel like a mixed school. It might have been a little bit different. I don't know why, oh, yeah. but I just do. 14-year-old um, boys are terrifying. Yeah yeah exactly <laughs> like even to this day like if I'm out and about and I'm doing content or like even even if I'm just mm-hmm. like out and about mate like in general and there's a group of school lads or like 
you know, lads in tracksuits and that, and I know they're about 14, 15, I get fucking terrified. Yeah. <laughs> they're just intimidating. Actually, that, that age girls intimidates us as well. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm, just, I'm becoming weak in my old age and very sad. But no, that is, that's really good. Yeah, so even though mm-hmm. it was a very difficult process, the reaction predominantly, I suppose, from your friends and things were quite supportive, quite positive. Yeah, definitely. I think the hardest, the more... The worst reactions I've had is social media and online. Fuck me. Well, that's because it's anonymous and yeah. people are hiding. People are very brave when they can't yeah. get caught out, aren't exactly. they? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Obviously you're using your platform to do incredible things and we will talk about that in a bit but I wanted to ask if there's anybody listening to this who is experiencing hair loss alopecia anybody whose child or children are going through the similar things I wondered if you had any advice um Mm -hmm. anything that set you in really good stead anything you did to make you feel better yeah definitely I think if you're you're a parent and your child is going through hair loss definitely you're doing fine you're doing okay the answers aren't there so don't worry if you can't really find them I would definitely just say remind your child that they are beautiful either way that's exactly how I was brought up and that's why I am so confident now because of what's been instilled in us from such a a young age Um, but I think if you are someone experiencing the hair loss again I would definitely just say take each day as it comes not every day is going to be perfect some days you'll feel amazing some days you'll feel awful Um, and I would definitely say just be kind to yourself and listen to yourself and definitely also just push yourself as well I find as soon as you take the leap to just not caring what other people think or supposedly think because at the end of the day a lot of people don't actually care that much it's mostly yourself that is the biggest battle so I think as soon as you overcome that and you just start doing things and not letting hair loss stop you doing your daily life or living your life then as soon as you take control basically that's when you really see the the positive side of it and you'll blossom and I suppose like letting go of those like feelings of you know worrying what other people think or inadequacy or whatever it is that Mm -hmm. must be really liberating definitely yeah I mean I can't really remember for me when the point was if that makes sense because I've always sort of been transitioning to this um but I've seen 
through social media have seen so many girls who have hair loss and they've just totally done a transformation from when I first seen them on social media to now it's like two different people and it's just insane to see like that transformation and like just not giving a shite what people think basically (laughs) it's great (laughs) it is good no it is and like we could all stand to be a little bit more like that Mm because like the weight of other people's opinions will stop you doing so much and it will crush Mm -hmm. you and it'll keep you small and all these Mm -hmm. things like once you let go of that and just start living the life you deserve like everything's fantastic isn't it exactly it's like why why do you care what they think like for what like this is your life so stop it just stop um (laughs) mate you are a geordie lass as we've mentioned and obviously you do love makeup and glam and all i i feel like i've always i went to union liverpool which Mm -hmm. is obviously glam glam like rollers in your hair in lunchtime so your hair looks good on the nighttime type (laughs) thing um but yeah i feel like the geordies and the scousers like they're very similar in that sense and like i learned the that in sort of Newcastle and then went and honed it all in Liverpool. Why do you think lasses in the north and particular Newcastle are so into their glam? Oh, I don't know, you know. I think it, it's the Geordie lifestyle, isn't it? You know, like the nights out and mm. just the north. Like people will go out with the tiniest little dresses on and it's all for beauty. It's all for fashion. Yeah. Beauty over pain, 100%. Like there's so many heels and stuff that I've got that I can't walk in at all. But I'll still I'll still go out in them because they look good. Still give it a go, yeah. <laughs> we, um, I'm, I've lived down south for almost 10 years now and my mates always joke when I go back up north like, and I put, me, <laughs> I put me coat on and that's on the nights out and they're like, what the fuck do you think you're doing? And when we were younger, Dad, we used to say like, this is really bad but we used to say coats off a cunts and we'd never wear a coat on the lash and then now obviously I've lived down here for 10 years and I'm just an old fanny and I like come up with my big duffel and they're like you best fucking get that off like the messages once I hit like Yorkshire and they're like right it's time take it off yeah (laughs) I do think like so much of Geordie life and like life from the northeast in general like revolves around going out and getting paced and having a good time <laughs> and all that like the glam sort of feeds into that doesn't it yeah definitely i think so i mean i've never been a want to go out loads but i'm definitely here for the glam of it i love like getting dressed up and just being that full glam and i'll even just sit in the house with it on like why not <laughs> why not you know what babe as long as you're feeling good it does not matter where you are um did you train to be a makeup artist or is it like a self-taught vibe all self-taught no yeah yeah no. i think it, it literally i think it is because of like my alopecia to be fair just because I had to learn how to do my eyebrows once I lost them and I had to learn how to fill in like a little patch and same with my lashes when my lashes started to go I had to learn how to put lashes on and stuff like that and liner and that's where it all started to be honest so I've just had to teach myself. (laughs) Do you know what mate I didn't think of that but that's actually like a that's a very that's a really interesting way of looking at it like and I can't, right, I don't know if you can tell, like I had a last minute panic before you came on because <laughs> my skin's terrible. I mean, I think it's the cold, like my lips are dead yeah. red. And, me, so, and I was like, oh, Elif, my producer. I was like, I look like a bag of shit. My skin's terrible. And then I panicked because I was like, 
she's a fucking makeup artist. So, like, I'm going to have to do something. So I literally just quickly lashed some, like, BB cream on my face. Because I'm, t- I'm terrible at makeup, mate. I'm really bad. And the I've always have been. I'm lucky enough now that if I'm going somewhere important, I can get a professional. Um, yeah. But, yeah, across the board, I'm a bit shite. And, like, I look at you and I think, do you, so, do you have to draw each of those eyebrow things on individually done because honestly so, that's, that's really impressive <laughs> I used to that was definitely the way how it used to be uh-huh. but I feel like it's came a long way now and there is solutions and stuff out there for people who have alopecia so what I'm wearing at the minute is an eyebrow transfer so you know like a water tattoo yeah. that you would like adhere to your skin when you used with to get water them, you only get them when you were little and like be like yeah look, yeah yeah that I've got them eyebrows. Oh my How God. insane! So right, they literally just go on exactly the same way as those little. Yeah. And then do you colour them in a bit, Dan? Because they look amazing. Sometimes, yeah, yeah, yeah. just yeah. to get them nice and full. But yeah, yeah. Very so impressive. Okay then, and then talk to me about the eyelashes then, because they look amazing as well. You've got a strip on, surely. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Go on. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So lashes, I, I feel like. A lot of people with hair loss actually struggle with lashes. And so many people think you've got to have lashes to wear lashes, which maybe has been a thing until sort of influencers and people who do makeup who have no hair have shown them. Actually, no. Um, So I don't actually have any lashes at all. Um, And I use... The ones that I've got on a day are just from Primark, to be honest. And they're just so nice. (laughs) Good old Primarni. Yeah. Um, And I think if you get, like, a nice natural lash and you put some mascara over the natural lash, it looks like a pair of, like, someone's natural lashes with mascara on, if that makes sense. Well, they look, like, perfect. Like, if you didn't tell me they weren't yours, I wouldn't know at all. Yeah. I've I've got a knack for it now. I was going to say. got used to it, yeah. You've <laughs> definitely perfected this art form, haven't you? Yeah, I've got there. It's taken many years, honestly. I've been through the stages of, like, these big block, awful brows. But I feel like everyone has, hasn't they? Oh, my God, mate. If I look back at some of my makeup disasters, like, we had a phase, and you'll understand this because you're into makeup, but me and me girls, we had this phase where, like, we just used to be as dark as we possibly could be. So, like, you caramel... Uh, Matt Moose thing from Rimmel yeah. you know a dream, yeah. Ma- dream Matt Moose that was it so you wanted to be it. as dark as you possibly could be with that um, and then also you want like bright pink cheeks so like Dolly Mix from MAC mm-hmm. and then big thick eyelashes but like absolutely no eyebrows yeah we just didn't bother with it no. so I look back at pictures and I'm like what the fuck? Like, what you, and like, I'm bombing around Revolution and Madame Coo's thing, and I was the duck's nuts. But actually, I just look like I don't know, like a bit of an egg. Like, I just look, don't look cool at all. But then I suppose no. that's the evolution of these things, isn't it? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, even just looking at the evolution of like brows itself, it went from the no thin brows overclocked to the big block brows, like absolute sharpie brows. And now it's went into this like laminated brow thing. But now I feel like we're going into the like the fluffy phase. So yeah, I it's do a whole transition. I do. Maybe it's. I do love the fluffy phase. I think. Just me too. Yeah. I, if I had to pick, I think I'm a fluffy girl at heart. Me too, yeah. <laughs> um, it's really interesting, though, because obviously you have this huge platform both across Instagram and TikTok, so social media in general, you're killing it, girl. But I wondered, was the, 
has the goal always been to spread awareness and, and help people going through similar things? Or was it to talk about your makeup? Or was it just you being you? Like, was there all... Because obviously it's became loads of these things, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so what was the intent behind it initially? So at the start, it was just because I like to do makeup. Yeah. Um, there was never really the intention to be where I am now or there was no, like, career goal or anything in it. It was literally just because I like doing my makeup... Lots of people compliment me on my makeup, so I'm just going to put it out there. And I actually started on Insta. I created a page and I was just, right, I'm just going to post my makeup tutorials. And, you know, it was so hard at first because you just feel embarrassed to post and be like, oh, God, people in school are going to see this and stuff like that. But I just posted it and then I've never really looked back since. Um, Absolutely loved it and just it kind of just grew from there in it, it just went into this whole awareness thing and awareness side of it. I think because so many people... Were asking seen, questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were curious about it and they were, they were so, like... What's the word? They were, like, intrigued that I was able to just go on camera and be so confident without hair. Yeah. And I think that shocked a lot of people. And then that encouraged a lot of people to, like, reach out to us and be like, oh, my God, I'm so glad to find someone who looks like me and that's when I started to like feed that how important what I am doing like how important it is to people yeah and just the purpose with it as well absolutely like visibility regardless of you know whether it's about sexuality whether it's about um hair loss whether it's about like the colour of your skin, whatever it is, representation, visibility fucking matters. And like, mm-hmm. it's so important to be able to just like log on to social media and see someone who looks like you having mm-hmm. a nice time and killing it. Because yeah. we all have those days where we don't feel great, we don't feel like ourselves. And it's lovely to see somebody else living their best life and picking you mm-hmm. up when you do feel a bit down. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I always suggest that people who are struggling with hair loss I'm like well fill your feed with people who look like you if you go on Instagram and you're seeing this girl with beautiful long hair that's never going to be you so yeah. fill it with people who look like you and who are going to uplift you because then you don't feel alone that was the biggest thing as well like growing up I never knew anyone with hair loss until I came onto social media yeah. so it just shows you how it just opened my eyes how many people do actually suffer with it and that's kind of why I do everything I do now yeah, and that is such good advice, Dan. Like, I actually think I should take some of that advice as well. Like, every mm-hmm. so often I do have a bit of a cull on social mm-hmm. media because I think, what the fuck is... What is what what value is this person bringing to your life, you know? Yeah. Like, do you just look at their account and feel shit because yeah. you don't have three kids? Like, this person, say, for example, this person's my and you don't have three kids who are all dressed perfectly and you don't have this, like, massive, great big house and mm-hmm. you, don't, you don't have... You know, whatever it is, you know, they got the job mm-hmm. I didn't get. Why are you following them? And every so often, I have a little call because I think, this isn't good for your mental health. Exactly. And I try to find people who, like, show, like, that bodies move and, you know, that mm-hmm. sometimes they squish. And, like, people like yourself who are just, like motivational and inspirational and different and like I, I don't know like I love strong women basically I'm a bit obsessed yeah. so yeah so I try to have stuff like that but it is it is hard because there's so much of that mm-hmm. of those seemingly perfect influencers and accounts isn't there yeah definitely I know and I, I think it is just about doing that little detox for yourself and 
just making sure that you stay sane in yourself like you said it's for your mental health and just putting yourself first and see what you want to see if your feed's filled with things that you want to see then you're gonna have a good day (laughs) i feel like if i could control exactly what my feed was it would just be um puppies and (laughs) pancakes probably oh yeah yeah. I'm, I'm here for that <laughs> honestly babe I've had such a nice time chatting to you in part one I have so much more goth I want to get off you in part two Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.